Hello there, gentle listener. This is Omen Said. And this is Nick McGill. Together, as you probably know, we are Feckless Momes. And we are here to talk, talk, tall to me, to you. <laughs> that's, that's right. We are recording this in the future of the tall, the talk tall to me progression. And we wanted to cast our voices backwards to where you are to tell you about something exciting that didn't exist when we were recording this episode, which you're about to enjoy. Yeah, so so we have a Patreon. And, and I know everybody has Patreons. Everybody has a monthly subscription. So I'm not going to sit here and beg and plead. But what we are going to do is... I'll beg and plead, Nick. Omen will beg and plead. But we're, we want to describe to you what you get with the Patreon to maybe entice you to join in the fun a little bit early uh, before, uh, rather than waiting to get to the episodes where we talk about our Patreon in the future, but that's our past, your future. That's right. At the $1 amount, you get a lovely feeling. It's it's warm. It's fuzzy. Uh, I would I would liken it to butterflies upon your chest. Yeah. And for the $5 amount, you get the real goods, sis. Oh, mercy. You get access. The big thing is you get access to our Discord. And that is where you can talk tall yourself to your heart's content along with all the other tall skulls who have subscribed. There are some lovely people literally from all over the world there who chat about Jethro Tull, their cats. Food. Tull news, Prague. Music. Not just Tull. Additional music. The episodes at hand, they tell us all the things we've done wrong. Uh-huh. You too can tell us what we've done wrong. Yeah, well, you can do that for free. Yeah. In addition to that, it also grants you access to two additional podcasts. And if that's right, if you subscribe now, you do have access to the back catalog and we'll get the new ones as they come out. I mean, what what are those what are those podcasts? Uh well, one of them is Talk Tall with me. Where uh-huh. we talk tall about the correspondence that we have from our listeners. We got so much correspondence, we had to create a whole new podcast just dedicated to that. So we talk about things from the Discord, things that people have written us. And the other one, Nick, is... Outtake Tull to me. That is my personal favorite. That is just all of the cutting room floor garbage that we could not fit into an actual podcast, but I can't throw away because it's a biohazard. So I have to do something with it. (laughs) Zero nutritional value, now with flavor, and just a little treat for you to enjoy. Don't tell your dentist. New and, what's the opposite of improved? Worsened. New and worsened flavor, I would take (laughs) tell to me. So that's what you get. You also, there are other fun things we do. Uh, we occasionally do a, a live listening party where we yeah. listen with other people on who are Patreon subscribers to a live tall recording. We sometimes have had votes on merch. So it's an ongoing community. It's a lot of fun. And we highly recommend that you join. We invite you. We humbly invite you to join us on the Patreon and enjoy. And enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to plug in your electric scooter, spread some Nutella on toast, and put the owl out for the night. Because it's time to talk tall to me. Hello, everyone. 
Happy new album. I am Nick McGill. And I'm Omen Said. Welcome to Talk Tell to Me. Here, in this hallowed space, Nick McGill and I are going on a journey. That's right, we are going to discuss song by song every single album that Jethro Tull ever recorded. And it just so happens that we are about to start the second album. Congratulations, we did it. You've made it this far. Why stop now? Why stop now? You might as well. You've got that momentum rolling. That's right. Um, So album two is stand-up. 1969. 1969. 16 years before we were born. Yeah. 16 years before we were born. Well, only 16. I know. It seems odd, yeah. actually, that it's only 16. But... Anything with, like, 1960 in it seems, like, literally, like, like another phase of the Earth. You know what I mean? Like... It might as well be, like, the 40s. Yeah, or the, or the Cretaceous period. The 40s of the Cretaceous period. Yes. I mean, the 40s. No other numbers. Just 4-0. <laughs> Yeah, so stand up. So a lot a lot happens with our friends Jethro Tull. Yeah. After the launch of um this was and even before stand up even comes out. Well, I think it's safe to say that at this point, you know, if if with this was we were listening to kind of a a, a scruffy starter band who were kind of figuring themselves out, with stand up, we now have Jethro Tull, raw, uncut. It's pure. You can just inject it straight into your veins. Black tar Jethro Tull. Black tar Jethro Tull. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not mixed with anything. And yeah. um, in addition to that, they have now become really um, a national success in England, and are well on their way to becoming an international success across the pond. Yeah. Um, I just, before, I, in my research, I just want to go back really quick. Uh, I've got one, two, I've got three other band names. Remember when we, we discussed band names and they, uh, they they would give a different band name every time they they went to a show in case they bombed. Right, yeah. I've got I've got three more of those. These are historical names that that Jethro Tull played under before they were Jethro Tull. Yeah. And histor- not not historical like Jethro Tull was an actual historical figure. No, no, just... no, but historical in the sense that they are part of the history of the subject that we were discussing. I'm going to we're going to play four we're going to play three three truths and a lie. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you four of them, and you have to guess which one is not the actual which one. Which is the odd man yeah. out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's hear them. Option one, navy blue. Okay. Okay. Option two, candy-colored rain. Ooh, wow. Candy-colored rain. Option three, Ian Henderson's bag o' nails. <laughs> Is that H- Henderson with an E? Henderson. H-E-N. That's Henderson. so weird. Bag O' Nails? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, what's the f- what's the fourth one? Weathercock. 
Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so to review, our options are navy blue. Navy blue. What was the second one? Uh, Candy-colored rain. Candy-colored rain. Mm-hmm. Ian Henderson's bag of nails. <laughs> yep. And weathercock. And weathercock. Wow. Okay. So um, our listener audience can play along with us right now. Which one do you think was not, in fact, uh, a name under which the band Jethro Tull played? I'll give you a minute to think about it. Wherever you are, just scream it out. Yes. Especially if you're at a funeral listening to your podcast. Yeah. In church, preferably. Preferably. In fact, go into a church right now. <laughs> and scream <laughs> enter, it out. Enter a church. <laughs> and scream weathercock. <laughs> Um, I actually am going to go, God, I mean, Ian Henderson's bag of nails is just so bizarre that, that I, I, it has to be true. It has to be real. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with that. I, no, I, I mean, you, you have a, you have a, a deep and strange imagination and in even that I don't think could have produced such a, such a truly weird title. I I will freely admit I could not come up with that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm tempted, and in fact, what's the third? What's the second one? Um, candy colored rain. That sounds out of place for the theme, but but it but it was the 1960s. I'm tempted to go with Weathercock right. because, of course, that's a song, and and I feel like you may have just pulled that from a list of song titles. I'm going to go with Weathercock being the name they did not play under. Was I right? You were right. I was that right. Correct. Yeah. Amazing. I think I went for too folky a theme because they weren't they weren't terribly folky at that point. Cuz Weathercock is off of Heavy Horses. Correct. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you guessed Weathercock, you are correct. Well done. Ding 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 ding. Send us $5 in the mail, and we will send you the official Talk Tall to Me empty envelope. <laughs> we are. That brings up a good point, though, Nick, and I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, we are going to be figuring out swag in the at some point in the future. If you have suggestions of swag that you would like, um, let us know. If you would like our, our faces on a mug, our... Our hands on a t-shirt, our hands on a hard body. Your body part of choice on a flute. <laughs> I know I know a custom flute guy. Your elbow on a piccolo. <laughs> yeah, I mean the possibilities are the the possibility for suggestions are endless. We'll yes, go with that. Exactly. At least. Wow. Ian Henderson's Bag of Nails, I think. God. If I ever do a Tull tribute band, that will be our name. Yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. it's It was really delightful to see that. Um, so, okay. So, going back. Yes. Before that, before we were so rudely interrupted. <laughs> um, so, a lot happened between this was and stand-up. That's right. And I, and I think that we have to discuss the elephant in the room. Or should I say the Bloodwin pig in the room? Or the Abrams in the room. The Abrams in the room. Or the Abrams not in the room, actually. Well, in point of fact, he was no longer in the room. What we're beating around the bush quite artfully to tell you is that Mick Abrams, the um, this the 
source of so much discussion on the last uh, number of episodes that we covered with um, this was Mick Abrams left the band. That's right. That is correct. In December of 68, which means they had only a couple of months to not only find a replacement, but also record stand up. Because that was the tail end of '69. I think it was, um, I think it was October, or or maybe November, December. But it was still, it was still technically right. an album from 1969. Right. Um, Nick, would you like to read the Abrams quote regarding why he left? Oh, and can you please do it in um in a in a silly British accent? I can. <clears throat> okay. Well, do we want to go for the 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 other reasons before we go for his side of the story? No, I think we should hear his side of the story first. Okay. I really want to hear your Mick Abrams voice. I believe this is actually a direct quote um, from Mick Abrams because Wikipedia told me so, and I trust Wikipedia. Great. I was fed up with all the nonsense, and I wanted to form a band like Blood Went Big. That was really Um, good, Nick. I don't know what he sounds like. No, I, I just think imagine he sounds him like to be that. kind of like one of that kind of Cockney-esque lower class. That sounds like somebody who would form a band called Bloodwind Pig. Yeah, right. And be super into blues. Um, super, super, so, super into blues. So super into blues. Um, so, so that much. was the reason that he gave for his departure. Yeah. Some other speculations behind uh, his departure um, is that the producer, their producer at the time, Terry Ellis, wanted... Anderson to be the frontman group lead, as we kind of got the feeling, the inkling of that, even in uh, this was right. Um, and Abrams didn't want to, didn't want to. Maybe he he would have been okay sharing, but he didn't want to be kicked out of it altogether. He didn't want to lose the ability to be writing some of the songs and being able to represent himself in the band as well. Right. Well, I do. I do kind of feel like, you know. I think it's fair to say that they're that they're both really extraordinary musicians and and really um powerful figures. Mm-hmm. And and I I kind of think it was it seems like a case of this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um it's it's that that frontman ego thing and not even yeah. necessarily ego in a pejorative sense, just like no, you have to have a certain command of the stage in order to front a band like that. Right. And that comes with a certain belief in yourself and a certain uh, way of, of, of being. In, in general, a band needs a face um, unless you're the Beatles, and these guys sure it ain't the Beatles. No, look at their hair. It was not floppy at all. Mm-mm. It was no, long no, no. and flowing. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think it was just a matter of one of them had to do it, and it was a little bit of survival of the fittest. And and Ian, Ian happened to be um, there happened to be something more appealing about him for whatever reason, whether it's his right, and and maybe it's the the next point is that he, that um, Abrams was such a blues purist, yeah, um, that they that Terry Ellis saw. Anderson's wanting to branch out into something like folk rock as more marketable, you know, as, as well, a, a yeah. new sound. And I think that maybe he was taking a risk because, you know, at the time there were you could you could throw a stick and, and hit a blues band sure. at the time, I think. And I think that I think that 
Terry Ellis must have recognized a certain level of innovation, um, a certain freshness with Ian Anderson, and decided to to take a risk on that on that freshicity. Sure, sure. I mean, there was a there was a great deal of freshicity there. Um, and, so much. And do do basically is the is the mindset? Do I do I give the okay to make a passing fair blues band or do we take a risk right. and 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 go that next step right and they 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 took the risk and and they took the risk yeah and bloodwin pig was born and bloodwin pig was born and this is now talk bloodwin pig to me um <laughs> and then my my one of my actually my favorite reason because i can relate to this so yeah. much okay um there's speculation that Abrams was just unwilling to travel to international gigs or play more than three nights a week. Right. I mean, that would put a damper on things. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you're, you're setting yourself up to have a very limited ceiling. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, it, to me, that feels almost like Abrams was just wanted it as a hobby, essentially. Right, right. Um, And he wasn't he wasn't really looking to commit. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But or maybe he just didn't like travel. Nick. Yeah. I am. um, I'm itching. Did you run out of your cream? I am I'm itching to listen to the first song on stand up. Okay. A new day yesterday? A nude day yesterday. <laughs> a robed day today. Um what do you say? Would you like to give it a listen? A terry cloth towel on Wednesday. <laughs> Tasty start to an album. Yeah, I, it's just so confident with that bass line and the drums. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so amazing listening to that right next to this was. Because it's like, you you just feel this enormous swell in confidence from, you, you know, like, especially from, from Clive Bunker... And uh, and Glenn Cornick, you know, it it's just so solid. Mm-hmm. They're just so certain of what they're doing. There's no hesitancy in it at all. Yeah, I never thought of this was as having a timidity until you you mentioned there being such confidence there, and and it it makes sense to me now. It makes sense to to say that. And I think part of it is that they they have been they've now been touring. Sure. You know, they've now been they've now had a reaction from the public mm-hmm. and, you know, from a monetary, you know, a monetary reaction as well in terms of the sale of their first album. Um 
but just in just in terms of the touring and the gigs that they would be getting at this point that they know that they're good now whereas i think on that first album they're still like you don't really know you know we're doing this thing yeah yeah and there's there's more um there's more i guess variety on that first album yeah there's more well if you don't like this we'll give you this we'll give you this right 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 we'll... what do you want yeah <laughs> what do you want we'll find we'll find something that you like and this is just like this is what we got this is this is even though it was under a year between the the two albums this feels like a we're back bitches kind of thing it really does um and it's it's a great gateway to go from that sound that 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 this was was and it, was, it's was. it's like it's yeah you you can recognize that sound from this was in here but there's something more and just keep on listening because that you're going to hear more of that well and they're so supercharged by Martin Barr oh yeah he's bringing such and it's it's so cool to hear because i i feel like you know we've we've talked about Mick Abrams having been really steeped in the world of the blues which you know it and that influences the trajectory of Jethro Tull certainly but i feel like Martin Barr coming on the scene he is it is now a rock band yeah it, the first album that was Jethro Tull the blue band the blues band now they are a rock band and you can hear it in that guitar oh yeah and it's sexy there's 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 suggestion of blues there's a modicum of blues well and the blues evolve the i mean rock and roll evolved from the blues well sure anyway yeah 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 so it's it's um you see you see the heritage there i guess um but it's it's clear that that martin is playing a different sport than than what abrams was playing Exactly. Not not to downplay Abrams' talent at all. No, no, no. But this is just a different. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Um. W- would you like to know what Martin Barr's middle name was? Oh, do I know this? Martin. <laughs> Isn't it Martin? No, it's Barr. Is it Barr no. Barr? No. No. What is no, it? No, no, no. You're thinking. You're thinking of someone else. You're thinking of. Uh, you're thinking of. Um. Of. Uh. Of Jeffrey. Jeffrey Hammond Hammond. That's who I was Jeffrey thinking. Hammond, Jeffrey yeah, Hammond Hammond. Okay, no. Bar. Oh, oh, I know this. And when you say it, I, it's gonna. I'm. I'm gonna kick myself. What is I'm it? I'm going. I'm gonna say his full name for you. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Martin Lancelot Bar. <laughs> That's right. There are some killer names in, throughout the years of Jethro Tull. I. There I are think some that... absurd people. I think that knowing that that someone named their son Martin Lancelot Barr, I think that I, I, I think if I ever have a son, I'm, I'm like obligated. I'm not going to be able to avoid naming him Lancelot. Do you reckon that he called his guitar Excalibur? Oh my god! I mean, how could you not? Or did he call it Guinevere? Ooh. And he made sweet, sweet love to it on stage. Well, Daddy was watching. Ooh. <laughs> this took a turn. Um, <laughs> Read okay. a book, kids. What's um, what's what is the content that is a new day yesterday? Boom! I got it for you. You ready? Tell me. I think that it is about 
I think it's directly linked to the touring life. Um, Ian Anderson is describing a a possibly romantic entanglement, a tete-a-tete of a nature, finding a brief moment of connection with someone, and then having to leave. And you know what? There were no cell phones. Yeah. At that time. It reminds me, as soon as I started reading the lyrics and while listening to it, it reminds me of a... Um, it reminds me of a Taj Mahal song. Do you know Taj Mahal? Speaking of the blues, I don't know. He's great. He's amazing. He he's he's like another just totally unique artist who took an art form and and you know did his own unique thing with it. Yeah. But he has a song. Um, I forget the title of it, but uh, it, it basically describes how he met a woman and she was really beautiful, and she gave him his, her number, but. Then then the chorus is, but that's one of the problems with life out here on the road. Little notes like this ain't got no area code. Mm. And I feel like that's what this is. It's like, you know, if you're touring, you meet people, and then you're on to the next town, and yeah. you may never see them again. And, and, and who knows what town it was. Like, you can't even look up that area code. Right, you don't even, you may not even remember. Yeah. Oh, I had to leave today, just when I thought I'd found you. It was a new day yesterday, but it's an old day now. Explain that couplet to me. Well, it was a new day, like, because, you know, he had, let's, let's say, let's fictionalize this, so we're not talking directly about Ian Anderson, but let's say, let's say that you meet someone and, uh, and it, you know, when you have that first kind of hit, that first sweet rush of uh, of affection it's it it makes everything feel brand new but then when you realize that you lost that everything feels gray and old just like it always has okay okay it was the it's an i've i've forever struggled with that imagery to really solidify it you're welcome um but yeah i think that 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 does it i think that does it um, spent a long time looking for a game to play. My luck Sex. should be so bad. <laughs> Mutual grinding of the jumblies. Um, <laughs> my luck should be so bad now to turn out this way. So again, it's 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 the, the turn of fortune, and it's not even. I guess the luck aspect is I, I had. I had bad luck because I found someone that I had affection for and had to leave. Right, that I found them I found them in this moment in my life where there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I've I've been touring for the last 2 months and I've got 6 more to go. Exactly. This is the worst time to find a connection that's more than just a mutual grinding of, of the, the jumbies. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so it's it's it we went from from depressed about girls songs and I drank a whole hell of a lot and this is what it feels like to be on a sun to to wake up on a Sunday after going out partying. Right. To man, life on the road it sure is tough. Like there, right. there's a certain degree. I wouldn't say it's um, it's a it's a maturation, 
but it's certainly it's the next step in the evolution. It's an evolution. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um it's it's not your starter pokemon, it's the next it's the next level after you've leveled them up a couple of times. <laughs> I barely barely understand what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> you don't need to. Someone out there will will get it and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So 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 this was is 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 Char Charmander and stand up is is Pikachu Charizard? No, it's the next step in the evolution. It has to be the same Pokemon. Oh, Omen. I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'll. We can bring Katie on as a consultant. Oh, so this. it's it's Pikachu to Raichu. There it is. That's it. Why are you saying these these <laughs> meaningless syllables at me? <laughs> did Nick? Did you have a stroke? Are you you're, you're babbling? <laughs> you're speaking in tongues. No, I think that some of them are cute. Actually, the yellow one, you know, with the with the uh, with the lightning tail, I think is kind of cool. It um. Have you seen a trailer for the 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 live action movie that's coming out this summer? Detec- Dear God, Detective Pikachu. I... No, I have not. No, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Everybody's favorite Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Are there more than one Deadpool? No, that's not true. Um, the the a lot of the cartoons and the video game uh, they were voiced by Nolan North, who does a fantastic job. I feel like we're getting off piece here. Oh, talk Deadpool to me. Um... <laughs> talk Deadpool to me. Wow, so many podcasts. I know. Um, I've got some great ideas. Uh, so, a new day yesterday. It's just so. I wrote down. It's so tight and raw. And I am talking about the song. Mutual grinding. <laughs> grinding of the jumblies. <laughs> Always comes back to that. But it's just so it's just so like the rhythm is so clear everyone knows and and it's just four it's four people it's just four people playing this music and the sound is huge it's so a, a lot of that I would um I would attribute to Clive he's he's they let him go on this he is splashy he is but no 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 Drums and drums and bass, like you said in the beginning, like those. The bass is that hook. They are they are a through line. They are the pulse throughout this. Cornick basically plays the same six note run mm-hmm. the entire four minute song. Mm-hmm. His fingers must be exhausted by the end. Of yeah, that. and it's it it starts out notable, but eventually it falls it falls back in the sound. Like you stop noticing it after a while. And then I think it comes back. I think that's because it's so, I don't think it actually gets lesser in volume. Maybe oh a no, bit, no, I, I, that's not what I'm implying. But I think that it's, it's because it's so repetitive that it just like, it almost sinks into your bones. Yeah. And that's one thing I, that I want to note about this is that, you know, I feel like listening to them side by side, this was, is really skimming on the surface of a lot of different things and this just with this first song it just like is dropping so deep into one thing into one style one sound they're all so unified i mean it kind of feels like the adage uh jack of all trades master of none where they were trying to hit everything and it's 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 buckshot versus birdshot like they did that that scatter in this was 
So nothing, yeah. there was not a lot of force. They hit a lot, but there was not a lot of force. Whereas this is a plug. This is punching you in the chest with that bass and those splashy symbols. And, right. um, and, and, and Ian coming in super strong and solid. Yeah. Right. And even if you didn't know the, the drama or drama quote unquote of, um, what went down with Abrams and them, them having replaced, uh, their guitarist, there's, there's a noticeable difference unless, unless you're listening to it and saying, wow, Abrams really stepped up his game. He really, he really changed here. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people would have been intimately familiar with the, with the makeup of the band at that point. I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm sure that some people were and some people were like, oh wow, they changed their lineup. But I'm sure that some people didn't notice or didn't know. And I'm, and I'm sure that for other people, this was the first time that they heard the band right now. They're in this time at this moment in the timeline, they're gaining followers fasting faster and it's so funny that we're calling them followers now because we're so like fans 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 right? yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we're so like social media yeah um, attuned at the moment but um but so for a lot of people this would be this this that baseline would be the first sound of jethro Tull that they ever heard that's a that's a great point i didn't even think about it like that that maybe they they somehow they were exposed to them but didn't get didn't get the this was album but they they made that that choice to get stand up and then it's and then it's jumping right in and it's a lot like how we were exposed um this sound is a lot more like the sound that that we started with tall yes um i'd say it's 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 that great it's that it's that missing link between what we know and this was. Yeah. But it certainly leans closer to what we know, to those later albums, to benefit. Oh, absolutely. And beyond. Absolutely. Benefit and beyond. That's um the that's that's our after hours podcast. That's if you <laughs> pledge high enough in the Patreon, we talk about we shouldn't even be talking about it right now. This podcast, no, no one is supposed to know about. Yeah, it. yeah, you, you're, you guys lucked out. We, um, we, that's, that's, that's right after we record. Talk, talk, tall to me, me, <laughs> me, me. <laughs> talk, 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 tall to me, me. Um, <laughs> and it's, and it's just one of us just talking to ourselves um, about about the podcast about just recording about the podcast. Um, but in all seriousness, if 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 you guys want a Patreon, if you if you want some goals, let us know, please. We've been toying with the idea, but we haven't really solidified anything. If you yeah, want, we'll do literally anything that you want. Yeah, I, I there's very little in the way of shame that we have. So, come on. Um, Although um, I was going to say that I would eat a hamster, um, but <laughs> I I don't think that I would. I don't think I would either. I've been vegetarian the entire last week. I... <laughs> you can't You can't say the entire last week. This well, this past week I was vegetarian. No, and you can't say I was. You could say I ate vegetarian. <laughs> I... Well, you can say I was I was vegetarian. I have been vegetarian. No, that... this whole this whole this whole past six five or six days, I've I've not eaten any meat. 
um, except for a piece of beef jerky that I found in my bag. Except for a hamster. (laughs) Um, uh, No, I would not eat a hamster. I have eaten guinea pig um, uh, before. But that was that was in Ecuador where they eat where they eat guinea pig. They make the conscious decision to eat. as opposed to the unconscious decision <laughs> of eating, eating guinea, guinea pig. pig. That so often happens here well, in I mean, the United States. They have the option of filet mignon, rack of lamb, or guinea pig. They say, "I want guinea pig." I I want guinea pig. It had a right. lovely peanut sauce on it. <laughs> so wow, I mean, what what else what else is there to say about this song? I feel like it's just. Huh. It just, it just is, it, it's, it's so, it's so, yes, it's so deep. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's the missing link. It's the stepping stone. It's a gateway. It's, I'm, I'm, when I listen to this song, I get excited for the music that's coming up. Yes, exactly. And I had that feeling just now when we were listening to it. Um, because, again, I've listened to this album so much, I know the next few songs. Like, I know what's right. going to be there. And I, I, there's very little on this album that I don't really, really like. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, yes, I'm, I'm speaking a little biased, but that's the whole point of this podcast is we are biased. Um, so, yeah, this, it's, it's just, it's a great, it's a great starter to this album. It really is. Um, if I were to look at the the other tracks, I I don't think anything else would would be better served in that on that first track. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I think that Barr and Anderson hit it off so well. Are you asking me? I am. Um, they. I will tell you. They. Okay. Good. Um, Martin Barr played the flute when he was in grammar school. Hey, there you go. He was a flautist, so they had that to talk about. And Ian Anderson played Lancelot in a show. <laughs> oh my god! In grammar school, no, he, he may have done. I mean, he could have. I don't think he was in That's... theater, though. I don't. It does. I, I've I've never heard that in any of the the stories about him or, or any of his interviews or anything. So, yeah. And I think, I think we would remember that, that tidbit. Um, that being said, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard much at all about his growing up. I mean, I mean, he started tall at 17, so it's, there wasn't much before that. Right. But he was probably just like a working class family and, and in, in, um, what Martin Barr? Scotland. No, uh, Oh, uh, oh, Ian Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Martin Barber grew up in uh, Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Well, that changes everything. i <laughs> Um, we're gonna delete what we have. And we're gonna go back to the top. Talk, talk Birmingham to me. Um, I think that already exists. It's gotta. Where is Birmingham? It's in England. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't goodness. know. Is it? If I if I were if I were if we were still in high school, um, I would just look up at my wall where I have where I had a map of England. Yeah, you but did. I I don't remember. I think it's on the I think it's on the uh, the west coast of England. And it's 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 kind of country ish, right? Uh, no idea. Birmingham, not, not at all. Birmingham. Um, you were a bit of if you say it enough, 
you may <laughs> I'll figure see it, it in out. front of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you were a bit of an Anglophile. Uh, Still am, apparently. Not a not a Birmingham file though. That's that's the that's the angle that we need. Wow. <laughs> so a, a little recording note about a new day yesterday that I I uh, I found and just is super amazing. Yes. The recording engineer at Morgan Studios, where they did most of their recording. That was Andy uh, Andy Johns, I believe. The incomparable Andy Johns. He he tried. <laughs> He tried out some new techniques for this. Right. I had never noticed it until I had read what they were talking about. And then I went back and listened to it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can hear that now. There's a swirling in the stereo. You can kind of feel the sound loop around your head with the guitar. And how did how did they achieve that? He achieved it by swinging a very expensive Newman U67 mic. And Newman still makes mics, and they're still expensive. So I, I, okay. I didn't look up what a Newman U67 would be. But he took okay. it, he hung it on the end of the court like a regular mic cord and just swung it in wide circles over his head <laughs> around the studio. That, that sounds like something that you would do to get rid of warts. <laughs> If you were Thomas Sawyer. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a dead cat. He then buried the microphone under yep. the full moon. Yep. And his warts were cured. And said his middle name backwards four times. <laughs> but yeah, but this is this is how they had to make these effects back then. That's so crazy. I mean, I'm just I'm just like I'm I'm having the mental image of that right now, and it's just so it's just so exciting. I would love to see. I would love to see people do that now. You know what I mean? I feel like everything now is like, well, we'll just push the yeah. button that does that thing. And obviously, I know that it's, I know that I'm romanticizing the past, which you know, is not, isn't necessarily what we always want to do. But, but I that is so delightful. That's such a delightful image of him swinging this microphone. Yeah, around. there was a much more of a necessity for analog invention right as opposed to now where you just invent the app essentially you know right 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 you you filter it you filter the sound somehow they had to do that in real life in a way literally physically they had to do it yeah right yeah oh so fun yeah so so going back you listen and you can hear that kind of that wave, you can feel it. If you have a good enough set of stereo headphones, you can feel it go from one side to the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Oh. I thought that was just the gin. No, 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 no. It happens when... Oh, you're <laughs> never sober, so... Uh... Uh, no. <laughs> Hey, Nick. Omen. What are we listening to next week? Oh, next week we are listening to Jeffrey Goes to Leicester Square, the second of our triplet of Jeffrey Hammond Hammond. Collection? (laughs) (laughs) The second of our Jeffrey Hammond Hammond trio. Triptych. Triptych. That's the word I was looking for. Was Um, it? Could have been. Um, <laughs> um yeah that's that's it that's right we are going to listen to jeffrey goes to leicester square 
So in the meantime, while you're waiting for Jeffrey Goes to Leicester Square next week, um, go to your podcast catcher of choice. Rate us, review us, subscribe. If you want to, if you want merch, let us know. If you want um, a Patreon, let us know. Tell a friend. Tell the friend that you secretly listen to Jethro Tull with about this podcast. Because they all need to know. And tell a friend that you don't listen to Jethro Tull with about this podcast. And maybe right. it will uh, it will push them to appreciate Tull. And you can listen with two people instead of just one. Download it onto your boss's phone when she goes to the bathroom. That's right. And then set it as her alarm. So she wakes up to it every morning. You are going to get that promotion. That's you are going to get it. Guarantee. I get I I personally guarantee partner by September <laughs> partner partner at Wegmans by by September <laughs> um so that is that is that is it for this week it's a new episode next week it's an old podcast now so until then I'm Nick McGill and I'm Omen Said we are feckless momes and this is Talk Tall to Me. Oh, hey there. Talk Tall to Me is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.